Welcome to Here We Are, the podcast where we talk about curiosity, fascination, and what makes us delightfully nerdy. I'm your host for the day, Joy Bork. Today's guest took me on a journey of curiosity that I have never been down before. It's exploration, but using primarily digital means. It's like all of my favorite things put together. Learning new things, researching, and seeing new ways of life. So get comfortable, settle in, and get ready for today's interview. So without further ado, here's Sammy Marco to tell us all about his favorite flavor of nerd, exploration. My name is Sammy. I live in the Virginia area near D.C., and my flavor of nerd is basically anything not about here. I don't know how to explain it. There's not one word to um, describe my thing. I guess if it doesn't have to do with my neighborhood, because I already know about my neighborhood, <laughs> I don't know how to explain <laughs> it exactly. Not here. Is that like wanderlust? Is that... It's a bit of wanderlust because I was homeschooled. My family, the closest place we've gone is like New Jersey for the beach. Like we haven't gone to other continents or countries or even like the furthest I've been from here is Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. So or actually next week I'm going to my friend. I'm going to visit him in North Dakota and I'm going by myself. It's going to be my first time going somewhere by myself, that's like legit. on a plane and everything. So that's going to be fun. I don't know how it all started, but when I was like eight years old, I got this book called The First Atlas. It's like a kid's book, but it's also adultish in that it talks about things like the Nile River and the fjords of Norway and the castles in Germany, uh, the Great Jerusalem Wall in Israel, the towers in Malaysia. Yeah, it, it has something about every part of the world. That's amazing. So if I'm going to like add some storylines here, my mind is a very vivid place. Is your mind a very vivid place? Do you imagine things like mm -hmm. yourself doing stuff? Kind of a bit. I don't know like to what level, but... Okay, I'm curious. You love discovering other places. You haven't been a lot of places. So m my initial reaction is, well, do you go there in your head? How do you get there? How do you explore them? I have kind of done that, but I also usually use Google Maps and the street view where you can go on and see like the, the pictures from the street. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. So that's my main way of seeing things. I also like watch a lot of YouTube people who go places like that's their thing on YouTube. And yeah, I've just kind of been soaking up knowledge for the past like five years about things. And I have the most random facts I could tell you that I know. Hit me um, with some of your favorite. Okay. In Eastern Europe, between Ukraine and a small country called Moldova, there's this tiny little, it's not really a country, but it's an area called Transnistria. It's over the Nistra River. So trans over the river. It's basically the Soviet Union. And it still exists. They have Lenin statues. Their flag is the hammer and sickle. And yeah, it's a super weird area that most people don't know about. And I would love to go there. <laughs> is it recognized globally as a country? No, it's not recognized by anybody. They're friendly with Russia, but nobody recognizes them. They're technically a part of Moldova, which is in itself a thing that most Americans have never heard of. It's a small country next to Ukraine and Romania, 3 million people, poorest country in Europe. And there's not that much to talk about. They make a lot wow. of good wine, though. Good job, Moldova. I know. How did you end up finding out about this? I think it was just in a recommended video on YouTube like a while ago. And for the past like three years, it's been the country that I have always gone back to. I've always looked at it again, or I've always watched a video about it. I actually made a video about it last year. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Untraveled, and I just kind of 
went through its main features like uh, the capital, the people, the exports, the economy. And it's something that has always interested me for some reason, because it's in Europe and most Americans are aware of UK, Germany, France. There's a whole other side to Europe with places that most people don't know about. That is mind blowing. There's a guy called Bald and Bankrupt on YouTube. He goes to mostly Eastern Europe. He speaks Russian. He has the most weird experiences with the locals there. He's super outgoing. He's a British chap. And he really shows you the culture. And he really gets into the nitty gritty traveling of places in Eastern Europe where, you know, most people don't go. Most people would rather go to Paris or London. How do you get to Transnistria? Is it through Moldova? The only way for an international person is to go through Moldova and then take a bus or a car because it's not technically recognized by anyone. Transnistria is officially part of Moldova, like a state, you could call it, an autonomous region. So Transnistrian authorities only see you officially coming in through Moldova. But if you want to go through Ukraine to Moldova, you have to go through Transnistria and the Moldovan authorities won't like that because they see Transnistria as part of their country. But de facto, technically, it's ran by its own police and its own immigration and stuff. That is fascinating. Yeah, there's more places like this around the world too, but I don't know too much about those other ones. There's one called South Ossetia, which is in, I think, Armenia near Russia. There was a war over that like maybe 10 years ago or something. There's all these little regions around uh, the former Soviet Union area where there's just a lot of uncertainty with the governments and who controls what and what people groups live where and all kinds of stuff. Like last year, there was that war between Armenia and Azerbaijan, and that was over another disputed territory between those countries. So... Yeah, lots of little things about out there that don't concern 99% of the world. But to those 1% that live there, it's, it's a big deal. That's phenomenal. I'm thinking about what would I do if I'm looking to know more? How have you found most of your information outside of YouTube? I like to use Wikipedia as a source. I know that teachers don't love it as a source, but generally for non-academic, just personal research, right. it's fine. Um, and I've gone to like websites of companies that are there and the government has a website, but I think it's in Russian. It's, yeah, it's mostly YouTube, Wikipedia, and maps. That's amazing. Have you started learning Russian? I started a little bit last year, but right now I'm learning Spanish because it's usable and it's, I work at Chipotle and I'm surrounded by Spanish customers and workers. So that's helpful. And I also have some friends from Mexico and Argentina who I talk to and I write to. And That's amazing. Yeah. So transitioning a little, I have also looked at their cities in the same way that I've looked at Moldova or Transnistria, or I've looked at almost the whole world, almost every country I've looked at at least once or twice. But yeah, they live in uh, Guadalajara, Mexico, and Buenos Aires, Argentina. And uh, I have looked at both of those cities extensively because I'm like, well, what do you see every day? What is your you know, McDonald's look like, or what is, yeah. what do you do? Cause I know what my town looks like, but I don't know what it looks like there. I love your curiosity. This yeah, is I'm fantastic. So when you get started with a region, is it like what you just said? Like you have a friend there or you saw a random video on it. Is that the main way you get started with a dive? It really into? depends. Most places that I've looked at more than once, I do have some connection to. I've looked around Washington, D.C. a lot because I live near, near there. I'm going to the city of Grand Forks in North Dakota. That's where my friend lives. Um, so I've looked at that for an hour or two over the last month, probably an unhealthily amount of time. But it's just my thing. I've recently found a YouTube channel called Not Just Bikes. He is in a Canadian living in the Netherlands. And he talks about how the way that they designed cities in that country 
and the way that they designed new development is a lot better than the U.S. and Canada. Generally talks about how in the U.S. and Canada, if you don't live in like center of Boston or New York City or I don't know, maybe Seattle, you need a car to get around things. But in the Netherlands, they've made it so that yes, half the people do own cars and they're useful there. But if you want to use a bike or take a bus or a train, it's super easy and it's not a hassle like it is here. He does a so much better job at explaining it than I do, but that's also prompted me to look into that country and the way that country builds their stuff and, you know, just what it looks like there. Cause I don't, I've never really looked at it before, but because I watched his videos, then I can connect it to my things. That's amazing. Okay. I'm curious, what's one of the weirdest things you've found in your research? In Wyoming, there's the Yellowstone National Park and next to it is Idaho, I believe. And in order to have a criminal trial, you need people from the same state, right? The same county or jurisdiction. But if because it's a national park, it has its own special criminal thing. I haven't looked at this since last year, but basically there's this tiny slip of land that's in Idaho, but also in the Yellowstone National Park. So basically, if you committed a crime in that little area, legally, there would be no people in that area to be the jury for the trial. So technically, probably you could murder someone there. They could have video evidence and you still wouldn't have a trial because legally there is no way. (laughs) It's called the zone of death. And some Michigan state, I think, professor found it. That is amazing (laughs) and terrifying, but amazing. Yeah, it'd be really hard to do it, but it's still really weird how that, how the legal loophole exists there. Wow. Okay. How do you see your exploration and your love of learning? Like, how does all of this play into your everyday? Last year when I finished high school, when COVID started, I didn't really have a lot of things to do. So mm-hmm. one of the things I did was this. I made some of my videos last year about Moldova. I made one about Transnistria and that's what I did. I looked into a lot of this stuff last summer and it's just continued into now because right now is like a transitional period of my life. I have a lot of time just to soak in knowledge. So that's one of the things I do. That's amazing. And it right. ties into a part of who you are. And I would assume by this, you're a very curious human. You love exploring, you love learning. And here we are, we just get to talk about it because it's normal to you. I'm just so excited that this worked out. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Sammy. I'm so glad you emailed me and just threw it out there. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell her. And if it works out great, if it doesn't, then I'll hear her on the next Parks and Rewatch. (laughs) (laughs) I'll still be here. And so are you. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for your time. No problem. So here we are. We have landed back in the present moment after journeying all around the world together. I love this option of exploring. It's creative, there are no requirements to book travel or lodging, and there are so many opportunities to try new things out from the comfort of your own home. Like new recipes, learning new parts of history, getting more familiar with global geography, and diving down curiosity rabbit holes at your heart's desire. Journey on, friends. If you'd like to know more about Sammy's explorations or check out his YouTube pages, he graciously provided information for today's show notes. Thanks for your time, Sammy. All right, gotta know what's one of your flavors of nerd and how does it show up in your life? If you're open to sharing about it and possibly being featured on the podcast, send me an email at herewearethepodcast at gmail.com. 
Feel free to join the Here We Are online community by following Here We Are on our Facebook page and Instagram. And if you're looking to go one step further and financially support what I'm doing with the podcast, head on over to patreon.com, search for Here We Are the Podcast, and sign up for one of the many quirky support tiers. Until next time, don't forget that curiosity wins and the world needs more nerds. Bye.